Well, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NSN Daily. Alex Margulies, Chris Murray, I'm Brian Samudio, and uh, we are heeding what uh, what the uh, the government wants us to do right now, and uh, that is uh, basically uh, self-containing ourselves. Basically, we are at home, and uh, uh, we completely moved this show now to uh, to Zoom, a, a great meeting app. If you if you ever use it before, I'm sure a lot of people have. But guys, uh, this is how we're going to adjust with the times because we want to continue providing information and and bringing people you know local sports but at the same same time just stuff to do alex i mean you're going to have a segment today about doing you know working out in your living room yeah it's kind of crazy brian i mean uh last week things just kept changing and first i went home or or first chris went home rather he was uh, sent home on monday and then i was sent home on wednesday and then we just had to figure out a way we just all have to be out of the building and we have to be at home we have to be isolating and following this thing and it's amazing that Something like Zoom is able to connect us all. We've done it in meetings, and, and uh, we discovered, hey, this is, this is a cool way to do the show. So it's not going to be uh, as pretty, but, you know, we'll continue to entertain you guys. We've got a lot of great interviews uh, already lined up. Uh, Jane Orbell today, as you mentioned, uh, trying to work out. Uh, Cami Craig Fitness, they've gone to a full digital gym that you can join in and get their workouts every day, and a lot of other businesses are kind of adapting uh, to what we're doing right now. It's pretty insane. Chris, give me the uh, the update from the uh, the Bat Cave down at the Murray Mansion. Uh, how are you holding up? You've been the one who's been out of the office the longest. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, it is a reminder that I don't really like working from home very much. It's nice to have some kind of separation. So, uh, you know, you can go to, go to work and you can get your work done. You can go home and you don't feel like you're still working. It's not the most ideal situation, but those are small quibbles given what, you know, a lot of the country's going through. And, uh, you know, a number of people become very, very sick because of this thing. So if us working from home uh, enables uh, fewer people to get sick uh, and more access uh, in hospitals so we're not overwhelming their systems, and that's the least that we can do is to self-isolate and, uh, you know, think of, of the country and of the world before our own specific needs. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I got one more week of spring break with the kids, but then school starts up in full next week, and then I'll be teaching while also working. So that might make me a little bit more busy. But like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, and it's just very nice that we are able to still produce this show in just a different uh, manner because, you know, you go back 10 years ago, that would have never been possible. So it, it is really cool, uh, you know, to see everybody put uh, so much hard work in to make sure that we're still able to get on air and, and still able to, you know, entertain you for an hour so you can kind of forget about the situation we've all kind of put, been put in. What'd you guys do over the weekend? I mean, for me, it was, we had to get out of the house, uh, go for a walk. I mean, even if it, was, if it was just something like that, something as simple as that, if you don't feel like traveling, don't. I mean, the roads were kind of a ghost town. It, uh, it was weird uh, driving once uh, over the weekend. It looked like that scene from The Walking Dead when Rick is riding the horse into Atlanta. There just wasn't a whole lot of people on the road. But Alex, you got some turns in. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate, man. I mean, my dad still has his place up in Incline, so I went and, and spent some time up there. And, and he's a actually has since moved to Hawaii, but uh, he's selling his house, so it's been sitting there empty uh, while it hasn't been sold. So my wife and I had a chance to get up and just, just be in the trees, breathe some fresh air. Uh, and then, yeah, yesterday I had a chance to go skiing, and I had talked about going snowshoeing all week long. And I said, you know what, I got to find a way to ski, man. I I'm seeing – I was driving up the Mount Rose Highway, and there are ski tracks everywhere. Uh, and I did figure out a spot to go up, up at the top of Mount Rose Summit and, you know, hiked about an hour and, and got one good run in. And it just uh, it was nice. Nice to get a good sweat and, and just breathe some fresh air and be outside, be in the sunshine. It's just a reminder of, of for me how lucky we are that even during times like this and during this, this quarantine and self-isolating and, and social distancing, 
that we still have an area that you can get outside and enjoy things and, 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 you know, kind of heed, like you said, what the, what the government is telling us to, to stay inside and separate ourselves from people. But at the same time, you can go down to the beach, you can go down to, uh, into the mountains, you can go for a snowshoe hike and keep your distance from people. So, you know, I felt very fortunate to be able to do that this weekend. Yeah, we do have Sand Harbor really quickly, and it was actually quite a bit more busy than you would think. So we had to hike to get away from people. I mean, we were like 30, 40 yards away from people, but it it did seem like people were trying to get outside, whether it was skiing, whether it was just riding a bike or running. It seemed like the streets were a lot more busy with people uh, because you do want to get outside and you do want to breathe some fresh air, but you want to do it responsibly. So that was kind of what what we saw when we did uh, kind of drive around Tahoe over the weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, it was announced that uh, Pyramid Lake has closed and shut down all all fishing and camping up there. But uh, we did get some recruiting news this morning, Chris, when it comes to uh, Wolfpack men's basketball. Grant Sherfield uh, announcing that he is going to transfer. He's a guard from Wichita State, but he's got ties to Steve Alford. Yeah, so he actually signed with UCLA November 2018 when Coach Alford was the Bruins head coach, uh, asked for his release after Coach Alford was fired that January uh, and then played for Wichita State last year, uh, picked Wichita State uh, over a number of Power 5 offers, played a lot of minutes, uh, you know, uh, almost 25 minutes per game as a freshman for a team that spent a good chunk of the year in the top 25, uh, averaged almost nine points per game, three rebounds, three assists, wasn't super efficient, shot about 35% from the field. But, uh, you know, a guy who as a combo guard, six foot two, can do a number of things. He's a pretty good offensive player. He's a very good defensive player. So uh, a guy who Nevada will have for three years, he is going to have to sit out next year under NCAA uh, redshirt rules uh, in terms of transferring, but he will have three years of eligibility uh, in the 2021-22 season. And that should, you know, finish Nevada's roster. Uh, that was their last available scholarship they signed five guys in the early period in November all high school guys and really this kind of sets their roster moving forward they now only have one scholarship to offer in the, the 2021 class two scholarships to offer in the 2022 class and like I said out of scholarships for this year's class so you pretty much know what this roster is going to look like moving forward as long as there aren't any uh, you know returning players who are on scholarship uh, you know going to a portal or turning pro or any of that stuff I mean I think everyone's thinking of Jalen Harris I mean, there's not going to be like an NBA combine anymore. There's probably not going to be team workouts. So he isn't really on draft boards to start. And then it's going to make it more difficult to improve your stock because you can't get in front of teams. So I would anticipate him returning. And I would anticipate this is kind of your roster moving forward with the Wolfpack. You know, Alex, what I like about this is that this becomes looking at Jalen Harris leaving. You're talking 25 points per game in the Mountain West. He was honored once again today. Um, This looks like another guy who can come in and provide some instant punch on offense. Well, and it's a talented guy. I mean, somebody that offers uh, from the likes of Wake Forest at a high school, an ACC team. So, you know, these are the kind of players that Nevada has had some good luck with on the past. And and it's just interesting now to continue to see, all right, what kind of guys are – Steve Offer going to go after what does this staff want to see with their team and, and we're learning more and more uh, as the months go by just what exactly that looks like as we just get used to you know this this new style of Nevada basketball as, as now we look forward to year number two uh, under coach Offer. All right, guys, coming up next here on NSN Daily, Nevada head football coach Jay Norvell will join us from him, his home via Zoom. How is he handling 100-plus players and another staff of nearly 40? Have that coming up for you next on NSN Daily. (music) 
Welcome back into NSN Daily, the new way that we are temporarily bringing you this show, uh, literally from our homes. And uh, joining us from, uh, I, I don't want to say it's a flock of seagulls, it's a flock of birds, but uh, without, without a head football coach, Jane Norvell, joining us right now. Uh, coach, I know you can't tell us about what that is behind you. You said your backdrop was a team thing, and you said you'd have to, you could tell us, but then you'd have to kill us. Uh, can, we, <laughs> right. can we sacrifice Julian Delgadio? And maybe That's get exactly hit? right. No doubt. We'll sacrifice. He'll be the sacrificial lamb. No, it's, a, it's just an image we use in our team meetings a lot. And today we just had our first team meeting at 9 a.m. via the Zoom app. And uh, um, so I just thought it was a good way to kind of bring everybody back to some sense of normal. So uh, we talk about flying in unison and everybody getting in line and the flock of birds. Uh, when everybody flies in, in formation, we function efficiently. So this is kind of our first act today of formation and everybody on the same page with uh, this new normal that we're dealing with and, and, and meeting from home and working on Zoom and, and uh, using these new protective measures. Coach, what was it like to be able to talk to your guys for the first time in a while? It was pretty comical, really. It was good, though. Uh, we had over 100 people on our uh, first meeting this morning at 9 o'clock, and, you know, you just see guys popping up from all over the country and, uh, you know, uh, guys with their dogs, guys in their pajamas, guys in all kind of different uh, – you can imagine all the different guys we got. And, uh, but it was good. You know, it's good to see your guys uh, – you know, until I became a head coach, I really didn't understand how much I loved seeing my guys. And so just to see everybody and be able to talk to everybody was really great today. And you kind of described it as the new normal. Nobody's gone through this before. What's the hardest thing that you've encountered so far as you try and get your team as prepared as possible for a 2020 season, just doing it in a way that nobody could ever envision previously? Well, it's, it is unprecedented. You know, my dad, my dad's 78 years old and you know, I asked him, I said, has anything ever happened like this in your lifetime? And he goes, he told me some story about in World War II, there was some kind of flu epidemic that really changed everything. But uh, no, none of us have ever gone through this. And, and uh, you know, the one thing that I, I told our team, I said, uh, you know, your commitment level, your character is really going to be tested through this because, you know, some people are going to use this as an out. Some people are going to use this as a extended vacation. Um, and it's much different. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm trying to give our guys as much normal structure as possible. So today we were supposed to be back in school. Today we were supposed to have a team meeting uh, and go over academics. And so we did have that meeting at 9 a.m. And then tomorrow we were supposed to start spring practice. So what we're going to do is try to stay on a somewhat of a normal schedule and, and talk football every day at 9 a.m. And so we'll start installing offense and defense tomorrow. Um, we'll have individual meetings on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Mondays. And uh, we'll just talk and teach football the best we can and, and uh, try to stay on a normal schedule. You know, and hopefully within the next month, this will all settle down and maybe we'll get be able to get back to some sense of normal. The, the big thing for us is that, you know, we're missing spring practice right now and spring and we're allowed by the NCA to have 15 days where we could meet with our players and practice 
And that's a huge part of our development of our team. Uh, um, our young players learn how to play. We get to teach fundamentals. We are installing a new defense. We are changing some things on offense. So we're, we're kind of missing that opportunity right now. And, and so, um, you know, I'm, we're trying to do the best we can. We're trying to really dial in and, and teach our kids the best we can. And um, hopefully we will get those days back here in another month and before uh, July or August, we'll be able to have those days to work with our players on the field. Jay, one of the strange things about this thing for everybody is just being at home more. Uh, first of all, how's Kim Norvell doing? Because she's probably seen a lot more of you than she usually is this time of year. Yeah, she's, uh, we're, we're trying to uh, have, have different times of day when we're away from each other. <laughs> I don't get in her way as much, you know, when, when, when I come home, this is definitely her domain. So, um, all I can do is screw things up on the regular routine when I come home, but, but she's doing really good. Uh, um, you know, she, she was qualified uh, uh, for new med medication for cystic fibrosis, and it's kind of been called like a miracle drug, but it's uh, something that a lot of people are having having uh, a lot of success with. It's called Trifecta, and, and she's been on it for a few weeks now, and, and uh, it's been going really well for her. So, um, you know, we got to be careful uh, because, you know, her immune system's compromised, and especially in this time of uh, this virus, we really got to take all of these measures seriously. So I just really encourage everybody to take this serious. Uh, there's a lot of vulnerable people in our community. Um, you know, my, my father had a kidney transplant, so his immune system is compromised. And, and obviously Kim has always got to be careful about that. So we don't want to bring any, any germs home uh, to put her at risk at all. Coach, when it comes to now regulating your team and getting your guys, you know, to think of the way that you're thinking, when you've got 100-plus young men between ages 18 and, and 22, 23 years old, it's tough to keep them between the lines in the first place when they're in their dorms, let alone when you have to communicate this way. How much of an advantage do you think a, a program that really gets a good routine down, how much of an advantage do you think this is going to become fall when you, know, you start translating that onto the field? Uh, I think that's a great, I think that's a great question. You know, we put out a protocol uh, last week um, and, and we have a big operation. You know, when I have a staff meeting, it's about 35 different people. And then there's over a hundred in our team. So um, we, we have to be organized and, and uh, we have a, re a recruiting coach and, and Lucas Gauthier, you know, Vince Hug runs all of our operations Jordan Simmons runs our, our, uh, our strength and conditioning. Um, and so we just have all the different leaders of our different sections uh, really speak on how we're gonna operate. And all those guys can operate meetings from Zoom. Um, and uh, what we're trying to do is give our guys structure. I, I mean, football is probably the most structured of all the sports just because we have so many people and we have to be organized. And so we're trying to keep that same structure going. Uh, but we are. We're preparing for the 2020 season. This is an important five weeks for us. We just finished eight weeks of winter training. And now the next, the next phase we're in is five weeks of summer or spring training, which is our 15 practices. So 
we're not actually going to be on the field right now until we get uh, the okay. So we just have to con continue to learn and grow with our football the best we can. And so we're, we're trying to do that the best way that we're allowed to do it right now. Um, the other part of this is Jordan Simmons. You know, we just finished eight weeks of winter training and our guys made great gains. And now all of a sudden they're, they can't use a weight room. They can't be on our campus facilities. You know, all their high schools are closed. All the local gyms are closed. So Jordan has really been creative uh, in, in, in getting these guys in an app where they have to create certain exercises where they lift their own body weight and do these things at home. They are free to go run outside. So Jordan has got them going on that too. So that's really changed. And so um, I'm really fortunate. I got a great staff. These guys are self-motivated and they're reaching out to their players on a daily basis not to even open a whole can of worms about academics. I mean, that's a real concern for us, that we can stay on top of our guys, that they are getting their classes the way that we asked. We had an academic meeting this morning with Andrew Caudill, where he just laid out the whole new uh, system that they have to work under at home by uh, their, their classes should be going on at the same time they normally would go on. So. Most of our kids have classes in the afternoon and uh, they have to make arrangements with the, each instructor to get those classes. So there's a lot of changes that are going on. It's very challenging, um, uh, but you know, hopefully uh, you know, our staff is, is learning uh, this new normal and, and we're making the adjustments we have to make uh, to help our athletes. I mean, obviously guys can get worn down from practice and meetings and all that. And, you know, football can almost become to some degree kind of like a burden. Do you think just taking the game away from them for a little while, maybe add some perspective when you guys do get back on the field, how much they actually do love getting on the field because it has been taken away in, in a bit of a short period here? I, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think I'm already having uh, withdrawal, just not being around our guys. And, and uh, I mean, I was really looking forward to spring practice. I love spring practice. Um, but, but I do think uh, it really does uh, make our, everybody just understand how fortunate we, we are to work in football. And, you know, one of the things that scares me to death is, is uh, that this is gonna be extended. You know, if this was happening in the fall, uh, it would really disrupt our, our routine and what we're used to doing and what we love to do in the fall, which is, which is play football and play games. And, and so, um, you know, we're all hoping that, that uh, we can get our arms around this thing and get it under some control uh, and that, uh, you know, that we can go back to some sense of normal. But, but I think it, it, it is something that, our players uh, get taken away from them a little bit and they realize how much they love doing what they do and how fortunate they are to play this game. Uh, we're all lucky to be involved in football. And, uh, you know, when you're not able to do it, it just, it just, uh, it, it, it makes you miss it that much more. All right, Jay, before we let you go, uh, I had a chance to talk to John Ramey last week. I was kind of looking for some ideas of ways to kill time, maybe some reading. He brought up your book, The Complete Wide Receiver, which he yeah. has read and, and talked to you about. Uh, for fans, uh, maybe to tell Wolfpack fans, what is The Complete Wide Receiver about and, and what kind of are they going to learn about the position if they do want to kind of pick it up and, and learn a little bit about that right now? Yeah, I just uh, 
when I was at Oklahoma, I was uh, reached out by Human Kinetics, which is uh, the biggest editor of uh, athletic manuscripts in the world. And they wanted to write an instructional book on wide receivers. And because uh, I had had a unique experience of coaching all Americans in college at Oklahoma, and then also uh, coaching in the NFL with some great guys like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Uh, they thought that I had the background to really put together a, an instructional manual. So it's really a football book. It's a book about my experiences in the NFL. I was around some great coaches and guys like Tom Moore with the Colts and uh, Jim Mora. And I was around Jerry Rice and at the, the Raiders and Tim Brown. But it's just all my experiences uh, in football uh, at the position and learning the position. Uh, a lot of evaluation things that I learned in the National Football League about what uh, makes a great receiver. Um, and then all the specific drills that we do. There's always a, a history uh, with every drill, and, and it usually goes back to a great player. So, um, no, it'd be, it'd be some good reading. I'd appreciate anybody who wanted to read it. And uh, you can obviously get it on Amazon. And some great time to reading. I I really encourage everybody to give yourself a personal schedule where you do a little uh, exercising every day, you do a little meditation every day, you do a little reading every day, and you do a little um, um, fun stuff every day. So um, I think you got to block out some time and really dedicate it to different things during the day or the day will just get away from you. Nevada head football coach Jay Norvell telling us just how – his team and program, the hundreds of people involved are getting through this. And Jay, I know you rated Costco because when I went there, they were out of fireball. <laughs> God bless them. It's I'll be really coming over to get we don't have any fireballs. <laughs> Absolutely. Coach, we appreciate your time. Best of luck and uh, thanks for the advice. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Coming up next here on NSN Daily, talking about activities that you can do at home. We're going to check in with Cammie Craig Fitness, Alex and Julian talking to her about what you can do from your own living room. All right, welcome back to NSN Daily. Alex Margulies here as we adjust to the new way of doing our show and trying to keep you connected, not only with sports, but just what's going on in our community. Of course, staying active is a huge part of getting through what is now kind of the new normal. Julian Delgadio on with us, as well as members of Cami Craig Fitness who uh, have adapted to doing some online classes for their clients. I want to tell you about what they're doing to kind of help out their members and the community. We'll start first. We've got Cami Craig in the room. Uh, she's the owner, of course, of Cami Craig Fitness, both on Mira Loma and in downtown. Dan Knapp, as well as Ashley Plusard. We'll start with you, Cami. Uh, full disclosure, I was there last week and we were talking about, you know, just kind of this new normal and, and you were trying to figure out what am I going to do for my clients and, and how are we going to adapt? Tell people how you've been able to kind of quickly uh, get something going for them at home. Yeah, as soon as we found the news out from our governor that uh, we are part of the non-essential businesses that were uh, forced to shut down, we went into a little head spin for about 0.2 seconds, and then Ashley and Dan and I and the rest of our team came together hot and quick, and our solution was to be a part of the solution rather than the problem. Uh, so shutting our doors forced us to go digital, just like we are with Zoom right now, right? and um, to really respect the social distancing and um, everything that else that's going along with the coronavirus. So here we are uh, less than 48 hours from the time that we made that decision and our community is literally hour by hour 
asking for requests into our private Facebook that has uh, workouts at 8 a.m. that are live from Ashley, Dan, and I. And we are able to do a workout that, any, that anyone can log into during the course of 24 hours and do it at home. I guess this question's for Dan and, and Ashley, if you want to also piggyback off of this. But, I mean, this is kind of so bizarre in so many different levels. And I'm sure none of you really ever worked out very intensely at home. But how has it come together just making this possible and showing the community that, you know, this is real and, and we can all get through this and still hit our fitness goals? Well, um, when we initially came together with this idea, uh, the three of us especially were actually really stoked to challenge ourselves by taking um, our business model online. And you're right, we don't work out at home. We are not the people in the Bowflex commercials telling you we use a Bowflex and really lifting heavy weights. We really use heavy weights most of the time. Um, but this is, again, a challenge for us to work out in a different way. So when we've been doing our workouts in the mornings, weekly, 8 a.m., we are finding they're very hard, high intense, um, but they're, they're great. And we're, we're already sore from our workouts already. Yeah, I mean, it's just adversity at its finest, right? And we're coming in here and training a, a very new way to all of us and we're coming to find out that it's actually a very hard intense workout 60 minutes and two of them down thus far and like Ashley just said like I'm feeling it Cammy's feeling it we're all feeling it um so I mean we can still in this weird kind of transitional phase of trying to figure out what the future is going to hold we can still go home and take care of what we need to take care of Cammie, I want to ask you about this. I mean, I think one of the most important things about during this time is as people are at home and they're struggling to try and figure out uh, how to kind of make their lives um, normal in a sense, how much, how important is physical fitness to people and, and, and staying active and, and finding a routine with fitness uh, during this time? Alex, this has been heavy on my heart, and obviously this is why we do what we do to, to promote health and wellness, and not only just health and wellness, but a, a, a whole mental health standpoint that we're, we haven't even talked about. But when it comes down to a virus or being sick, um, these illnesses that are taking over our people's lives over, the, over our nation, and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus, like we're talking heart disease, we're talking diabetics, we're talking so many different elements, right? But here we are struck with the coronavirus and because our health is at jeopardy is the reason why we're getting infected even even at a deeper rate right and so our job right now has been been so cool to transition from okay yeah there's some vanity in fitness we all know that i'd be lying if it says if i said no but now it's totally turned from from the vanity to like you need to get healthy and if you weren't healthy yesterday, you can start today because this thing is really happening, right? And so the epidemic of, of obesity has been killing off people left and right. And so now that we're talking and, and listening and being educated, like this is what we need to stop right now. So for us, Dan and Ashley and our team and I to really support the health and wellness beyond vanity is one of the most profound things that I've, I've noticed within the last 16 years and I'm thankful for today. Now, you guys have had a couple of classes at this point online and, you know, just kind of reached out to the community. How has the community responded to you guys? And, you know, what has it just been like 
kind of going through these exercises and workouts and seeing people, you know, in their living room and, and you know, maybe it's in their garage or something. I mean, what, what's that, uh, that outreach been like? It's been awesome. Uh, a lot of guys have been, a lot of guys and girls have been providing a lot of feedback and they enjoy what we're doing and we actually enjoy what we're doing. We show up every morning at eight and we just pretend like it's our normal day-to-day -day routine. We joke, we dance, we mess around, we stop, we kind of interact with our online audience um, and they interact back. So it's actually a really cool, fun little deal. Ashley, how much, how, Dan was talking, talking about the interaction um, I mean, anyone can go online and just download a video and you can work out, you can go find stuff on YouTube, right? But this is different because it's a way for people not only to work out, but it keeps the community that you guys have built together. Was that a big part of wanting to do this online and making it live so people can come in and you can still talk to each other and there's still that human interaction? Yes, of course. Well, first and foremost at CCF, we're a big family here and anyone who is a member and walks through our doors, we consider them family right away. And we do have that fun, friendly banter throughout our workouts here at this gym, always. Um, and then in addition to that, we have a program here at CCF called Project C and we actually do uh, have a, or have designed that program to operate online as well. And that's really where we've kind of developed this sense of community that we have in our gym here physically online. It's be or started in our Project C. Um, so then when we are forced to sh shut down our and close our doors and go fully online, we were able to really create and just elevate that experience that we already have had online in our digital gym. So um, that's been a really amazing way to still connect with everyone and have that fun experience together. A lot of our clientele in that group, um, they comment, give us feedback, they post their selfies after their workouts, they'll send us video of their kids interrupting their workouts. And just the other day, I was saying as we were doing our live workout, I guarantee someone's dog and cat is all over them right now. <laughs> Send us a photo. And immediately, like 10 of our members in our digital gym were uploading photos of their dogs and cats, like all <laughs> over them. I love that. I love that. Cammie, I know you sent me that the hashtag. Isn't it uh, sweaty selfie? Is, is that what you guys are promoting? And I guess the other question at hand is people who want to get involved, want to get interested, what's the easiest way of them uh, contacting you? Yeah, so I'll kind of dive into our Prove It system. So here at CCF, we're all about participating, right? But it goes beyond that. And especially with it being digital right now, it's like you need to execute. And so the only way that we know that is there has to be a true accountability set um, um, put forth right now. Because when people walk through the doors, like I know that Alex is here because I, I can see him with my own eyes, right? And we get a hug on each other, love on each other, and he does his workout, smile, and do it out the way. So like Dan was talking, the engagement's super strong. But someone can log in and pretend that they're working out, and we don't even, we don't even buy it. So what happens at the very end is we have a to prove it system. And so we ask them to hashtag whatever we ask from that day. So today was Flex Friday. We all were flexing out and being super crazy there took our selfie and then we posted it online. So then Ashley, Dan, Dell and I proved that we were here doing it. And then um, we just feel that those, those are fun, right? And, the, and it bonds us together and, and it brings excitement. And to be in an excited state is the best state to be in. So our job is to bring our energy because 
we, we love what we do so much and we want to be intentful on that standpoint. Dan, I want to ask you about something because you and I actually sat there after class. I, it was a couple of days ago and, and I had my workout with you and we were talking about um, just kind of the mental approach to get through this whole thing, right? And it was trying to find things to do and, and taking advantage of these opportunities. Tell people some of the things that you're doing because for me, it, you got to kind of try and find some new hobbies. You have to find some new things to, to self-improve yourself. And, you know, I want to learn, you know, deep, deep dive into some languages and maybe uh, improve upon those and, and, and some other little projects. He's I want to learn Japanese. I do. I, Cause I'm trying to go ski to Japan next year. So I want to learn like enough, you know, to like yeah, get by. See, yeah. I mean, you have to ride in an Uber and if you don't know what to say, then you're kind of stuck, buddy. You know, I just want to find like, you know, there's a way to find some self-improvement or do a hobby. So Dan, tell me like, yeah. Todd, tell people about that conversation last week. Yeah, so I mean, we were like I said before, we're in this weird little um, period of time where a lot of people are given some opportunity to have some free time, and so with that free time, you can either right, you know, dive into a hole and kind of self recluse, or you can try to perfect a craft or you know get better at something. For me, for example, um, I like working with wood and making different things, sculpture, like building furniture and some random stuff like that. And ever since I started uh, training, I haven't had the time. And um, with all this taking place, some time has made itself um, available. And my stepdad's got a workshop out in Greenville. I'm gonna go take some time out there and you know, just dive into some of the old stuff that I used to be very, very passionate about. And you know, Along with that, you know, working on crafts, you know, like for example, I got a new bow and working on some archery target shooting, you know, just something that can be beneficial to me one day, you know, going hunting to provide meat or, you know, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best type scenario. And it's just something that's A, fun, B, meditative, C, you get to go outside and just appreciate the outdoors. So um, to me, that's just something that I enjoy doing and what I'm going to use my time um here and now you looking for a, a friend to do that the zombie apocalypse breaks out because you got a bow and arrow and you know how to build things it sounds perfect you know i'm a great man stuff, to begin guys come to my house <laughs> julian where's your chainsaw like you're where, where's the, the i'm, thing I'm been... so glad you asked because i have this readily available everybody <laughs> oh my i actually oh. am locked and loaded <laughs> full-blown gears of war everybody chainsaw gun um, oh, dude, Julian, you know, you're good, oh man. Gosh. Got got the nice gold finish on it, so people, will, you know, take me a little more seriously when I whip it that out. Good yeah. quality there, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a separate story I'll tell you guys about this when we're, uh, you know, not. <laughs> guys, we you really know, appreciate. Go ahead, go ahead. I I also wanted to say this is a this is a great time to challenge Ashley and I have spoken of this many times. Is people want to take this and and use it as a crutch or maybe an excuse, right? And we, we, we believe that our goals are still there. We're still living, we're still breathing, you guys. Just because we're isolated doesn't mean. So again, pressing into the pressure and, and realizing that your goals are so much important now than ever and you can, you can get there. And I Welcome back into NSN Daily. You know, Alex, if you and I talked about this a year ago, I would have thought people were crazy because we were literally begging with Sinclair, our parent company, to send you to Tokyo to cover the Olympics. And we found out today that they are being postponed in Tokyo for 2020. Well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this was something that had to happen. Uh, you know, 
athletes are pulling out and, and athletes need time to train and, and to order to make this an Olympics, that is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, this is not the climate to be holding an Olympics. And, and you think about, well, maybe sure. Yeah. Will the Olympics be ready? Uh, will, will this thing kind of be blown over uh, by July, uh, August? There's no telling. But the thing is, again, if you're training for an Olympics, you can't do what you need to do in order to get your body physically, mentally, all of those things ready. So I think while this is a disappointing decision for everyone and everyone wanted to see an Olympic Games, it, I think at this point, it's no surprise at all. You know, Chris, this is one of those one of those moments in time that I think people, no matter what your age, you're going to forever remember where you were and and go, you know what, I remember living in this house. I remember it interrupted my eighth grade year or my sophomore year of college. But when it comes to gathering like the Olympics, I mean, that's that's as big, if not bigger than the NCAA tournament. That's bigger than the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, outside of maybe the World Cup in soccer, it's the biggest sporting events in, in, in the world. And uh, this is something that people will remember the rest of their lives. Hopefully we never have to go through something like this ever again. Um, and it really, it's it's a bummer for people who put their entire life getting ready for the Olympics. You think of somebody like Krista Palmer from uh, Douglas, from Minden, who you know spent so much time getting prepared for this 2020 Olympics. Uh, and now the future is in doubt. I mean, they're probably going to hold it at some point. Do they push it back all the way to 2021? Um, you know, who knows? But there were a number of locals, Donna DiPolo from uh, Bishop Minogue and the Nevada Swimming Team, uh, Galena High, Emma Karam uh, had qualified for the trials as well. And hopefully they're all going to get their opportunity to compete in the trials and get the chance to, to compete in an Olympics. But this had to be done. I mean, you can't uh, as a world, as Japan, you cannot go forward with the Olympics and say, okay, we're going to try and push this through when people are being self-quarantined. I think that's just the wrong message. Not only does it keep athletes and fans safe by making this decision, but I think it sends a message to the rest of the world that even something as important to the Olympics, we're going to put that aside for now. We're still going to do it, um, but we're not going to place that at a higher level than, you know, keeping the world as safe as possible. So, uh, you know, a very smart decision, um, and I'm sure it was a very painful one, but it was the best path forward for the Olympics. Kudos to Canada and Australia for being the first two countries to say they were going to pull out. Uh, fortunately, this is not an event that is like the NCAA tournament that is scheduled where you have amateur athletes that are going to graduate and move on but want to play pro. Hopefully, this is something we can just slide and just postpone. Coming up next year on NSN Daily, much more as we continue our mobile version of The Daily Show. Welcome back into NSN Daily. Uh, we're seeing it all over the place here in Northern Nevada. So many people affected by this uh, by this pandemic and so many local businesses are having to respond to it. Uh, I've seen advertisements uh, on our air by Christensen Automotive saying they're going to keep their doors open. We know the Dolan Auto Group is going to pay their people as long as they can and continue to, to insure them. But also they're going to keep their uh, their repair areas open, grocery stores. Guys, I'm seeing stuff back on shelves. I mean, we went to Save Mart yesterday for literally a few minutes, and there's produce back. So the wheels are going to continue to turn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully just everybody doesn't buy up the toilet paper because I know that's been kind of the, the product that people have been hardest to find. Yeah. Uh, we did buy some on eBay ourselves. I think it was eight rolls for $55 because we were running out. So uh, <laughs> yeah, just go easy on the toilet paper. Get everything you need to live for the next 10 days maybe, but you don't need to buy stuff for the next 10 months would be my advice there. I've got a good solution to the toilet paper. Just get a bidet. Just get a bidet, <laughs> install it on the toilet. I haven't done it yet, but hey, look, Maybe, maybe it's time to order that now before the toilet paper is gone. Maybe that's like the next thing. 
I'm not that fancy. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> Coming up next here on NSN Daily, some Wolfpack mascots giving back and cheering up the days of some senior citizens here in our area. That's next. Only got a minute left here, guys, but uh, Alex, we found uh, some diamonds in the rough when it comes to uh, the Wolfpack mascots cheering up some senior citizens here in our area. Yeah, this was pretty cool over the weekend. Uh, Wolfie had a chance to go up and visit the Atria Senior Living Center, and of course did it from a safe social distance, waving out the car window and, and uh, not actually physically coming up and, and talking to the, those folks, but uh, just a nice, cool thing uh, for Nevada and, and for the mascots to do to get out and just bring a smile to some people's faces. Yeah, I mean, Nevada's always been great at this. The Wolfpack usually wins every single year the Mountain West Award for most volunteer hours in a year. I think they've won three of the last five. So, uh, you know, kind of right in part and parcel with what they mean to the community, getting out there, putting some smiles on faces. But like you said, doing it from a safe distance uh, so we are not putting people with uh, compromised immune systems at risk. All right, that'll do it for us here on NSN Daily, our mobile version. We're going to continue to do our show from our homes for you guys, provide information and tips of how you can get through this. And that's what exactly what's going to happen is that we will get through this and we will beat this. I want to thank Trent Johnson for coming on tomorrow. That's going to be a guest for tomorrow and Jay Norvell for, from today. For Alex and Chris, I'm Brian. We'll see you next time.